And if we were, if everything we recorded was put onto the air, we would be canceled. We would be. <laughs> we would be. We would be thrown in the Vatican jail. We would be put into the basement of their archives. <laughs> no, even worse. We would be put in the bingo hall. That would be where we stay. Welcome to The Crunch. It is your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. Pat, you've got some pretty exciting news for that... all oh, the boys shoot. and girls totally out forgot. there. No, I don't think we've talked about it yet. But no, it's, we haven't uh, talked about it yet. Yeah. This, is, this is big time. This is, is the yeah. realest yeah. stuff that's ever happened. This is a big deal, yeah. <laughs> We're not joking around. <laughs> if you're laughing right now, shut up. If you're, Hey, if you're laughing at my boy, at my son, I'll tell you what, I'm coming to your house, I'll... I make you, I'm at your house right now. I'm going to sit you down and say, son, look right here. Look into my eyes. Look just below my eyes. Look just below my eyes at my nose. Hard to miss. <laughs> watch, it, my watch, boy, the, watch the nostrils wiggle. Watch them go up and down. Can you imagine staring someone straight in the face, wiggling your nostrils <laughs> and saying, my son just got engaged. <laughs> hey, you announced it. You Sorry. announced it before I could. Hey, uh, Patrick, what happened? I got engaged. You got engaged? I got engaged. I You're have kidding. A fiance. I have a fiance now. And That's oh, crazy. Oh, my gosh. First of all, someone just sent me pictures of a talk that I was giving, and uh-huh. I'm making a lot of different facial expressions. A lot of gestures. It's a lot of gestures. And, oh, boy, these pants fit me well. Okay. Mm. so um, <laughs> That's how you got that engagement. That's how you locked that <laughs> That's in. That's how I did it. It was, with it was those, perfectly with those, cut. Those fresh chinos. Right around, right around the calves. That's the secret. A lot of people think, a lot of people think it's about the butt. It's not. It's all about the calves. That's what the ladies really love. How do you get pants that are tight around the calves? By uh, Old Navy. I don't know. I, <laughs> I go to I go to JC Penny every week and I say, Hey, listen. I need some calf. Pants. I need some I need some tight calf pants. Need some tight calf pants. And you know what they say to me? Go 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 to Macy's. I don't know. <laughs> they say, "Sir, you've been back to the same establishment every week for the past year. We're not going to carry any pants that make your calves specifically look tight." Sir, for the last time, we do not have calf tight pants. Well, so I you keep need coming to... back in here every week. Someone asks every week, so I'm. I think you're losing business. You have lost my business, sir. You've lost my business every week, and I've come back <laughs> every week, and so you've regained it and lost I'm it never again. Never going to buy anything. <laughs> All right, you gotta you gotta tell them the story of how you oh, okay. proposed. So she she we we went to Hawaii with her family, right? And so she had a kind of an idea that it was gonna happen in Hawaii, um, and then she also had an idea it was gonna happen at the luau that we were going to on the other side of the island in at this resort. But she did not know that I called the the production company ahead of time and did a special arrangement with them and so mm. they called us both up on stage they pulled us both up on stage to quote learn how to hula with quote a bunch unquote. of other people and mm-hmm. they taught them how to hula and us and all that stuff they pulled us back and then they put us together in the same in the middle at the same time they're like go ahead and dance we're like dancing and then they're like dancing around us it's like eight people dancing around us and then they're like and the host goes and now it's time for our double sacrifice. And Phoebe's like, what's going on? And then, like, I, I, I started shimmying, <laughs> which is, like, as, I, as I, this thought was going through my head was forever, forever. The moment before, I'm going to be able to sit my kids down and say, kids, do you know what I was doing five seconds before your mother agreed to marry me? 
<laughs> I was doing the shimmy. I was shimmying. And you can't say that wasn't why she said yes. No one knows why she said yes, but that was definitely why she said yes was the shimmy. So I shimmy her into position, right? I'm like shimmying and like moving her sideways because I want like to, I know that the picture, I know what the picture is going to look like. And so anyway, and then they're like spinning around us and I'm like, are you ready for this? And she was like, what? And then all of a sudden the lights go out. Yeah. And then there's a spotlight. Gosh, that's so cool. And then she hands me the, the, the host hands me the microphone and Phoebe makes the most surprised girlfriend getting proposed to face ever. She really did. Hands went over the mouth. Which is what she does anyway, but it was, it was Eyes more wide. over her cheeks. Because that's yeah. what she does. But then everyone in the audience goes, oh my gosh. And then I turn and I'm like, I don't have a big speech planned. And they're like, you don't need one. And I was like, shh, I'm trying to do a thing. And then I... You know how wordy I am, right? Yes, I am aware. I can of how say wordy a lot, and so I said, "I." Was You've like, been telling the story for ten minutes. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, "I've said a lot to you, but I want, but like, I want to say a lot more." I don't remember exactly what I said, but I said a cute thing, and it was all improv. So all it was wow. all impromptu. I didn't plan a speech. Proud and of then you. I proposed, and it was crazy. And yeah, it's yeah. You saw the video, right? I did see the video. Yeah. It was on, uh, I think you sent it to me. I don't know if it was on Twitter or not. Nope, I did not post it anywhere. It is That's good. You just sent it to me. (laughs) I just sent it to Ethan, and then her mom, her mom and her father asked to see it, and I said, no, only my boy. Only for for these these precious eyes. (laughs) If you, listen, Mr. and Mrs. uh, Johnson. Johnson, I didn't know if it was allowed to say that. Listen, because it's not going to be her name for much longer, so it's really hard to dox somebody who's about to get her name changed. Um, like it's like, but yeah. listen, listen, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson, if you're not doing calf raises every day, listen, then you can't see this video. You, know you can't you check it out. Pants? I meant to say this earlier. You know, how to get, you know how you get tight calf pants, Ethan? It's by having mm-hmm. extremely massive calf muscles. Just Have like I told you about Python Club? What? Have I told you about Python Club? No. I'm starting this year on campus, uh, 6.30 a.m. every Tuesday. Me and all the boys are going to go to the gym and just do curls for 30 minutes. <laughs> it's called Python Club. Curls for the girls. Curls for girls. Are you going to alternate the kind of curl, or are you only going to be doing dumbbell I, curls? It's just going to be dumbbell curls. Not even barbell curls? No. 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 Don't no. need them. Don't need barbell curls when you have dumbbell But can curls. you just imagine a fleet of boys standing in front of the mirror, all just looking super intently and just doing curls? <laughs> Without stopping for 30 minutes. 30, that would hurt, man. I don't care how much you're curling. That would hurt a lot. Yeah. Well, we would. I think we would probably have like an interchange program nope. where one guy would hand off. It'd be like a, a marathon or a relay. It's perpetual adoration, but it's perpetual curling. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Not to be confused um, with the Olympic sport curling. Right. Also, this is an interesting thing. I kind of... Oh, uh, is I, it? <laughs> I, I got to observe a... Uh, Sort of a sociological phenomenon. Is that so? Yeah, it's freshman orientation this week. Yes. And so I got to see all of the freshmen interacting with each other. Ew. Which is very funny. A gun. As a 23-year-old man, like, I just got to watch them sort of navigate a new world, yeah. you know? Yeah. New, new guys, new girls, who's talking to who, who's doing what. It was really interesting. I saw a girl... A guy talking to a girl, and he, they were just friendly chatting. And he's like, yeah, who's your roommate? And instead of this girl responding, she pulled up her roommate's Instagram and just handed the guy the phone. That's weird. I know. That's, like, foreign to me. It was strange. 
At another point, I thought I was pretty hip with the lingo. I said, yeah, I would love to hop on the ox. And one of the guys looked at me and said, I didn't know they had cows here. He thought I meant oxen. <laughs> Honestly, at first, I thought There's you a meant riding a mechanical bull. I thought that's really? what he meant. Yeah, but, no, I just wanted to hop on the well, auxiliary cord. Well, that is kind of old slang because, I mean. Is it old? I guess well, they have Bluetooth now. It's old because there's Let me Bluetooth. hop on the tooth. Let me, Let me jump on that molar. <laughs> Man, my canines are calling. Man, my have dogs you heard this? Barking. The beat coming through this incisor is wild. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Yo, bro, disconnect so I can hop on that. Yeah. That's Anyway. So it's just it's also funny to watch guys and girls obviously trying to flirt with each other but not really knowing yeah, how. Really funny. Gosh, it's there's so a freshman funny. dance. There's a freshman orientation dance at Franciscan, and it's my yeah. favorite dance of the year. Unironically, oh my, my favorite dance of the year. Yeah. They also uh, they changed the pregnancy ghost. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> they changed it. I think they had a bunch of mothers complain about how they were comparing. So last year there was a skit about. The, the dangers of sex or whatever. And it was like AIDS, chlamydia, pregnancy. Um, and some mothers apparently complained. It was like, yeah, yeah I, it's a bunch I have of a... like high school or it's a bunch of like kids saying like, right. you don't want to be pregnant. Oh gosh. Could you imagine? Yeah. And they're like these 18 year old girls who have had a kid and they're like, yeah, my child isn't a disease. Yeah. And so they're like, yeah, we should probably change that. So it said gonorrhea this year. That's which was good. pretty cool. Which is great. I'm glad the pregnancy ghost is gone. Pregnancy ghost out of there. He's gone. Maria. I'm tired of you. Welcome to the crush. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of the show. I don't want to do this show anymore. Oh, man. I was wondering what they were going to replace. Does that, does that mean that they think pregnancy is as bad as gonorrhea? They're no. Like, they're like sitting in the meeting and they're like, man, what do we replace it with? I know. Gonorrhea. Yeah. I think they were just thinking of what happens when you have sex. And that was just something that comes up naturally, <laughs> believe it or not. Naturally. So. So. <laughs> real good podcasting right there. All right. Let me lay down the law. Okay. okay? What's the law? Please give me the law. <laughs> so me and Patrick have been in discussions. It's true. We talked a lot. We had a board meeting today. We had a board meeting today, and... It was just us. <laughs> we've made some decisions. We're the only ones on the board. Teresa Bova was not available to comment. Yeah, if you're if you're not sitting, this would probably be a good time to sit down. We have um, to talk, kids. If you're driving, this would be a good time to pull over. This would be a good time to stand up, actually, while you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> Open up that moonroof. Stick out your head. If you're, if, you're, if you're standing, this would be a great time to sit. And if you're sitting, this would be a great time to stand. Regardless of where Whatever you are. Whatever your position is, do the opposite of it. Unless you're laying down. In which case, stay there. What What's the opposite of laying down? Laying down the other way? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the opposite of laying down is laying up. Is a layup. It's the opposite of laying down. <laughs> if you're laying on the floor, start laying on the ceiling. Um, so okay. anyway. <laughs> so now that you're situated, we gave you plenty of time. Um, Patrick and I have been in discussion, right, about the, the future of this show. And people get mad about us talking about the podcast on the show, but I think this is important to know. I don't think anybody's ever gotten mad at us ever. I think one person, the same person who got mad at me about how grating the intro music is also got mad at me about how we talk about the podcast on the podcast. That makes me angry. Um, we have decided to end the show. Okay, I'm going to edit in the... <laughs>
the, the music. What music? The 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 end music. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, welcome Could back. Could you imagine? <laughs> oh gosh, Could that'd be. Could you imagine? That's so funny. <laughs> oh man! Hey guys, we just popped in to like make a couple of butt jokes, talk about my fiance, and then just stop. And then end the show with <laughs> no other. Oh gosh, that would be so funny. Well, oh, thank goodness we didn't a do that. Way to end. Golly. You know what's better than end? You know what's better than quitting while you're on top? Quitting what? when you're on medium. That's the truth. That's the best place to be, man. Because <laughs> baby, that's where we are. Um, okay. So I was having this thought during during dinner tonight. I was eating. Um, that's my second bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios of the day. That's perfect. That's I know. And I was thinking, you know, our goal of starting this podcast was to sort of be a Catholic podcast, to spread the good news of Jesus Christ, um, sort of give experiences of ministry and evangelization, and just be able to have a place to talk about it. And then I thought, what better way to bring people into the church than by turning the podcast into a comedy podcast for a year and then turning it back into a Catholic podcast. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Like I, I've always thought about that as like, as like a super long con. Like what if someone like pretended to be a hardcore atheist and then had a conversion just to like get people, I know it'd be incredibly duplicitous and bad, but how, how like, hardcore of a long con would that be that'd like be kind of kind of even wild. if they got out maybe that's you, neil degrasse tyson's whole that's game. neil degrasse tyson if he becomes a catholic in two years god do you know how man. buck wild everyone would go him honestly and bill and i have a pact and they it's a it's a mutually assured destruction like if one of them goes they both have to go so they're just kind of holding out <laughs> enjoying their fame and fortune i feel like until neil degrasse they, tyson and gk chesterton would get along really well i feel like they wouldn't <laughs> I feel like J.K. Chesterton would just punch him. (laughs) These are all Um, end jokes. I say this all to make a point, right? I don't don't get the point, but yeah. We're on the same page. Keep going. (laughs) I I believe that it's time to complete the rebrand. Kids were were breaking up with you. We started a couple months ago, and everyone was like, nothing really changed. And that's because a lot of behind-the-scenes things were happening. Mostly yeah. just conversations with me and Patrick where nothing got accomplished, like the board meeting we had today. No, stuff got accomplished at this board meeting. And now it's time to uh, – the podcast is going to be different from now on. It's going to be a different True. show. It's going to be – I thought about what if we started a different show. But then I realized that it would be impossible to migrate all of the fans that we care exactly. about. Exactly. I know. So we're just going to keep it all here. Keep it all right here on this one channel. We're well, still going to be thing. the same guys you know and love. I'm actually holier now than I was when we started, so you don't have to worry about us just like leaving the faith. Yeah, that's a good thing. You don't even that's have to the, worry about us not the, being Catholic anymore. The high perk is just we're going to focus a lot more on other stuff. Also, we're employed by the church. So that would be a massively bad career move on our part. The honest, the honest truth, right, for all of you out there, it's New Year, New Me. Okay, I'm on the the Chinese New Year. Um, that never mind. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I think happens around August. Nope, and, February, but yes. Okay. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, new half year, new me. Um, I, I I feel like we've reached a certain point where we're just kind of getting to be the same as every other Catholic podcast. Yeah, you know? and I don't I don't really like. That. I don't like that. Yeah. Right. I don't. We didn't start that way, but we kind of ended up being that way. 
Yeah, it's kind of the opposite of Clerically Speaking, where they started mm-hmm. out being, like, not a Catholic podcast and then became one. Mm-hmm. And then they just did it better than us. Exactly. And so we're going to try something different. Um, starting you know, now. But, guys, the best part the best part about us starting something different is that it's not even different. For instance, we're just going to bring back some of the segments you guys love. Yes. We've, some I of mean, the we, segments you guys know and love when that we, we haven't done When we first started out, like, we had for the first, I think, was it three or four months, right, Pat? We were doing yeah. these segments. My and favorite we just one. Kinda... My all-time favorite was Hot Take Time Machine. Hot Take Time Machine? I, that, that was. That I remember that segment. That was very – I mean, we did it probably – I think we still did it up to even last year. How are you going to burp in the middle of a sentence and expect me to edit that out? How are you going to do that? <laughs> I, it's not my fault. <laughs> it's the Pat's Blue Ribbon. I got excited for what we were talking about. I know I, the last time we did uh, Hot Take Time Machine was, I think, March of this year. Yep, yep. Right? All the way back in March, yep. Pretty, go pretty back rec- go back catalog and listen to it, yeah. Pretty recently. And so I, I think that's one major one that we're going to bring back. Um, Tweets That Made Me Sad is a, is another great segment. Yep. Um, Pat, what's your, what, what was another one of your favorites? Uh, Facebook Moms. Facebook Moms um, Weekly, yep. Uh, pa- Professor Patrick's Book Corner. Um, yep. Oh, uh, uh, the monthly mailbag, right? The Everyone's monthly mailbag, the favorite. one that happens every month. Yeah, every every month. Every month uh, monthly segment. on the on the dot. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Whether whether rain or sleet, rain or hail or snow, the the monthly mailbag man's coming to town. Oh, and speaking uh, of whether rain or sleet or hail or whatever, apparently or locked doors doesn't cover that because today I was supposed to get a package from Amazon, and they were like, "Sorry, your door was locked," and I was like, "It's a house, of course <laughs> it's locked. What are you talking about?" <laughs> That's how they, they get you. They didn't deliver it. First, they put an Alexa in your home. Then they don't deliver your packages until you unlock your door. Next thing you know, Jeff Bezos is your roommate cooking chili at <laughs> 2 in the morning, shirtless. Tuesdays on CBS. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Jeff. <laughs> Me and Jeff. <laughs> He's oh, bald. Man. He's billionaire. He's Jeff. <laughs> and now it sounds like it's time for Hot Take Time Machine. <laughs> <laughs> So, as you guys all know from our many episodes, from our many, many episodes where we did this exact Guys, we have released, we are almost three years old, okay? We can almost walk and say our numbers. You don't even know what I can do. Guys, I can count to 100. One, two, three, four. You guys have no idea how many times we've done this segment, and we're back, baby. We're doing another segment. Back. Another episode of hot take time machine Ethan, explain to the people what hot take time machine is for those of you who are noobs yeah. and don't know <laughs> our very popular segment so i i don't know if you guys are aware but back in the day i was a bit of an influencer in the middle school <laughs> <laughs> and patrick was too just in our own unique ways i wasn't an influencer so much as i had influenza i'm talking about the years of like 2010 2011 when i was eighth grade ninth grade i didn't have the peak of facebook i didn't have twitter yet you know and if you go back and look at some of these posts um (laughs) from from this era it's it really is a window into the psyche that is that's nothing a psychologist could ever unearth it's only something that you can go back and you have this amazing journal entry of what you were thinking on this exact day it really encapsulates what it means to be a middle schooler that is extremely online. Such as, <clears throat> I posted this on March 24th, 2010. 
two likes, two comments. Watching Mythbusters, and it's amazing. I figured out that throwing a slushy out of your car at highway speeds at another car could totally smash your windshield. One, <laughs> one, of the, one of the comments reads, cool, new way for terrorists to kill you. Thank you, Ethan. Very I, cool. <laughs> I I don't know if you had this, but as a as a slightly science inclined sort of kid, I thought MythBusters was the greatest show. Oh of my all time. gosh, I felt so smart and entertained by MythBusters. I well, I like MythBusters. I think it's a good show still to this day. But no matter what, if I was scrolling through, if I was stopped on the Discovery Channel and I saw um, Adam and Jamie getting up to their old hijinks. I would stop whatever I was doing and I would watch Mythbusters. Is it the most childhood ruining thing to know that they hated each other? I don't think they hated each other. They just didn't like each other. They just, they didn't just like weren't each like other. buddies. Yeah, but I never was like watching the show thinking, oh man, Adam and Jamie's friendship is great. I bet they're friends. That's a <laughs> yeah. good point. You know, like no nobody was watching that show going, thank goodness for such a good male-to-male friendship on TV. <laughs> I'm no, really glad this guy. It that wasn't looks like cheers. A like Louis I don't know. C- I don't know what people wanted. I'm really glad Discount Louis C.K. and the Lorax have such a good relationship. <laughs> 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 this is the kind of podcast oh, I'm talking man. about. This is the kind of stuff that only happens when we're doing our old. That's segments. the true. And wasn't uh, the guy from Star Trek one of the the second tier t- scientists? I don't. I don't know. Was he from Star Trek? Yeah, the, I remember uh, his name. The science officer John Cho. Mi- wh- That's who the were actor. all of the MythBusters? Um, Where's the maybe cast? it's just a guy that looks like that guy. You had Tori Bellici, who was the most Italian man Tori of Bellici. all time. Did you you remember that episode where he fell on his face when he was riding the bike? No. He absolutely got destroyed on that show. Like, just they just used him as a punching bag. And then you had Carrie and then uh, Grant. And yeah, that was the crew. Yeah, yeah. That was the crew. And they they were terrible at acting. So Grant is the one that was on Mythbusters and on Star Trek. But he was also I in. I don't think the- he was actually on Star Trek. I think it, that's like an actor that just looks like him. You don't. Well, Grant Imahara was- and uh, John Cho are, are two different people. John, well, no, 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 no. He was on Star Trek. You're it kidding. says so here. Star Trek continues 2013 to 2017. It might not be the same Star Trek, but it's definitely. Oh, wait, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he You're was kidding. also in the third the third installment of Sharknado. <laughs> he was in Sharknado 3. Really? Do you remember when Sharknado was He was thing? Sulu. He actually was him? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Man. I want to talk about Sharknado again. Okay, please. Sharknado was awesome. It was a big event. I remember it was so people, funny. Like when Sharknado Two came out, people were saying, "Hey, are you going to watch Sharknado Two tonight?" And I was like, "This is the only reason I still have cable." Of course, and I said, I'm "What watch channel Sharknado is it on?" Too. They said A and E, and I said, "Dear Lord, even <laughs> at the age of fourteen, I know that there's something wrong with this." <laughs> it was a it like, was a parody. We had Apparently, already reached the point where cable TV was on the out, you know, and, and it's like it's people like, oh were still gosh. coming to school saying. Oh my gosh, have you seen? Are you going to watch Sharknado tonight? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I'm not. But the only I, reason I when have I cable up, is so I can watch new episodes of Big Time Rush and iCarly on Nickelodeon. But when I did end up watching it, I was with my group of high school friends, you know, 
yeah. where like everybody kind of dated everybody except me <laughs> and it's so fun <laughs> yeah me too um and we watched Gosh, it yeah, and i remember tells you your their secrets i only remember one scene from that movie and it's the scene where they shoot a shark with the gun uh-huh. and it falls to the ground after it dies yeah. Even though the tornado's still there, like there should be no reason why it would fall. <laughs> no, you don't understand. It's it, its life energy was keeping it's, it aloft. I suppose. What and then it of, died. Do you think there was some sort of like hive, like shark hive, controlling the the tornado? The sharks had a hive mind and they were controlling the tornado. Yes, that's, what that's exactly saying. what was happening. Yeah. I don't. I'm not too deep in the lore of Sharknado, but there has to be something like that going on. So apparently, Sharknado Four was going to come out. I think they have five out, but apparently, mm-hmm. in Sharknado Four, Daniel Radcliffe, no. who we all know played <laughs> Frodo in Lord of the Rings. You're kidding. Um, wanted so bad to be a part of sharknado 4 but he's he too wrote famous himself in yeah exactly he wrote himself into the script and gave it to them and apparently it was terrible apparently it was terrible mm-hmm. hold on daniel radcliffe because they had standards <laughs> that's, what I was, that's what i was thinking when i read this i was like um can you imagine it's like he's just standing there reliving his harry potter days and these sharks are flying through the air, and he's going, Leviosa! And everyone's like, wow, Harry Potter's here. <laughs> yeah, Harry Potter, let's go. And then some some homeschool mom is like, I knew Harry Potter was of the devil. He brought the Sharknado. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, I, my God, I would Sharknado love... 5 was called Global Swarming, which I'm upset that it took them five tries to figure out that pun, because that's hilarious. Global um, Swarming. Apparently. Now I can only think about a Harry Potter-Sharknado crossover universe. <laughs> it's like there's We're, that there's that curse that like makes you barf slugs. It's like also a curse that makes you um into a sharknado. Barf barf sharknado. Why can't I find Dana Radcliffe on this? It's really okay. I don't I don't think we it's need It's not okay. I, mean, I want I want to find I mean you can look for it, I, I guess. I want to find Dana Radcliffe. It's, oh, mean, it's like really it's like one of those see. websites where there's a bunch of stuff on yeah, the bottom. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't think Daniel Radcliffe exists anywhere outside found of those it, websites. Found it. Found okay, it. I great. found it. Daniel cool. Radcliffe wants Sharknado cameo. Gosh. The 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 awestruck actor, the starstruck actor gasped and told the creator of Sharknado, "I am a fan of your movie Sharknado 1 and Sharknado 2. Now that Harry Potter is gone, there is a void for the next big franchise." So I am totally I am this is totally Daniel Radcliffe speaking. I love your film 1 <laughs> and I love your film 2. My my previous film franchise is no longer existing. I would like to be in your film franchise. Signed, famous actor. Oh my gosh, this feels so fake. It I'm, has to be fake. You got Sharknado duped. Film, no, the, uh, this is the news. They can't lie mm-hmm. in the news. That doesn't make any sense. What What is newshub.co.newzealand? That's where I am. Oh, by the way, it's 14 degrees Celsius in Auckland right now. Um, this is like this is like, um, I like John Wayne saying. Oh, I really like those Fast and Furious movies. I really need to be in. <laughs> really need to be in those Fast and Furious films. <laughs> it's like you, you, you found your fame, and you are you are rich beyond your wildest dreams mm. for literally the rest of your life. You're fine. And what do you want to do? A movie about a guy who wakes up with guns taped to his hands. <laughs> That's a movie Daniel Radcliffe was in. Really? Yes. He was also in Equus. What's that? I, we can't talk about it on the show. 
<laughs> is it related to horses? Yeah, it is in a not good way. Oh no! Is it a sex thing with horses? It, it, it might be. Oh gosh, Patrick, I uh, I would love to hear your hot take time machine post. Um, I can't find the movie where Daniel. Oh, it's called Guns Akimbo, and it's Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> I know it's a podcast, but I gotta send you this image. Okay, <laughs> it's the funniest thing I've seen. This is if good. you've seen it, it's so funny. It's good content. Look up Google Guns Akimbo. Daniel Radcliffe is just standing in front of this cop, like, "Don't shoot!" Oh crap! I did it again. Hey, I did the thing again. I'm sorry. You did what again? I just left with a call on accident. Oh. If you drag an image into the Google Hangouts call, you just leave the call. Hold on one second. It's okay. Guns Akimbo. That's going to do it again. Never mind. Google Guns Akimbo. It's really funny. He's like holding two guns in his hands and he's like in front of a cop and the cop is like, drop the guns. He's like, they're attached to my hands. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Speaking of guns for hands, um, that's a... (laughs) a (laughs) All right. Actually, it is pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you looking at it right now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he looks. <laughs> <laughs> the magic stopped working. <laughs> I swear I was drinking my mouth while he cursed me, and now I don't now I have guns on my hands, and I'm also <laughs> in a robe and embarrassed the first. <laughs> I ran out of magic. <laughs> I ran out of magic and money, and I had to take the job. I ran out of magic, Ron. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I I lost all of my money trying to pay J.K. Rowling to stop tweeting weird things about Harry Potter, and now I have to do movies <laughs> like this. <laughs> oh gosh, that's funny. Can we make that the episode artwork? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah, why not? Who cares? Yeah. It's our show. Um. Okay. So. <laughs> hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. My first, my first hot tub, hot take time machine. (laughs) (laughs) Hot hot tub tweet machine. Hot hot tweet time machine. Hot hot tub take machine. Um, Tell me. Okay. Uh, First of all, I never mind. I don't want to say that one. Um, I tweeted on May 29th, 2011. Oh, I posted on FB. I'm ready. If another universe is discovered, we won't be able to call it the universe. So if one is discovered, we should call it the multiverse. You heard it here first. Wow. And then someone commented, cool. That is some deep. That is some 14-year-old I'm deep stuff. So if... You ever talk to a person who's like, man, what if there's a multiverse like the DC multiverse or the Marvel multiverse? Remember, in 2011, Patrick Nevy came up with the word multiverse. I remember where I was when I thought of this. OK, I was at I was at a um, uh, an observatory, the Cocoa Beach Observatory or something. It's Cocoa in Cocoa, Florida. That was my dad. And I said this to my dad. And I was like, what would we call like? a universe because uni means one <laughs> and i'm like having like a mind a mind freak right here i'm like yeah. oh my gosh uni means one so if there's more than one universe we'd have to call it like a multiverse oh. or i think i said like something else 
but I was like, or what about a multiverse? And I was like, a plural verse? A plural verse? And so I obviously immediately kept that in my head for another two hours because mm-hmm. Facebook wasn't on my phone yet. Right. And then I waited <laughs> until I got home and I so waited until my parents it. said I could use the computer and then I got <laughs> on and I typed out this masterpiece. Uh huh. And I posted it, and I made sure to add you heard it here first so that people would know. That they, in fact, had heard it there That they, in fact, heard about it first. And then my cousin Chris was like, someone coined Multiverse a long time ago. I was like, shut up, Chris. (laughs) I I had a similar sort of profound experience. I think this is common to the 14-year-old male is to come up with something and then think that nobody else has ever thought this. Well, because you've never thought it before, so like – Right. Why would so, anybody else so have yeah, because I'm pretty smart. Is the thing. I'm like, like the I'm, smartest I'm like, guy. I'm no, like a man. really smart guy. Like I took pre AP. Okay? Like I was in. I was one of grade up in math. So I think I kind of know what I'm talking about when it comes to multiverse. Okay, so I was on the toilet. All right, and this okay. is <laughs> this is before phones with data. Okay, I had a Sprint rant. Okay. Right. It was a slidey phone. Side note from the side note, I dropped my first phone in the toilet two weeks after I got it. Oh, my gosh. Because I've never dropped it, my phone in a toilet before. It was in my front hoodie pocket, and I reached over to flush, and it Boom. popped out. Yeah, it just slid right out of that Aeropostale hoodie. Of course. It's, it's tragic. <laughs> I had to swim through miles and miles, of, and it's not important. <laughs> and did Dufresne. Play that, play that war flashback music over that story. Um, <laughs> the dog with the Vietnam flashbacks. Uh, okay, so I was on the toilet, right? And I didn't have a phone to sort of keep my brain stupid, and so I was just thinking. And we <laughs> we we had been talking about aliens or something at school that day. Yeah. And I came to the realization that like, if aliens existed somewhere in the universe, then odds are that they would be like humans. Right? Because if we know that life only kind of comes about under a very specific set of circumstances, then odds are if life evolved somewhere else, it would evolve to be exactly like us. And when I got off the toilet, I walked out of that bathroom a new man because I <laughs> I had figured it out. I figured it out. And, uh, of course, nobody listened to me the next day. They're like, Ethan, what the heck are you talking about? But to me, I was like, they just don't understand they My favorite it. opinion that I hate the most yeah. is the, the opinion that's like, well, the universe is so big, so, like, aliens got to be out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't think that's how statistics works. Yeah. Right? It's like, if you, like, I'm, I found this really, I found this, like, infinite expanse of space, and uh, odds are there's a double cheeseburger in there somewhere because it's so big. I just don't think that I think I think the other argument it's is like if stepping into aliens, a giant room that's completely empty and say, well, it's pretty big. My wife's got to be in here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> got to find like, a wife in here. It's just not. I don't I don't science. think I don't think that it's out of the out of the ordinary that like life would develop on another planet. I don't think that's too far fetched. No. But like I think that it's kind of impossible for there to be an alien civilization somewhere else in the universe. Because I feel like. I don't know. Wouldn't we have like found one by now? I know we haven't looked everywhere, mm-hmm. we, but we've looked a lot of places. We our search, gonna... our search hasn't expanded very far. It's true. Let's be honest. And also, we we're limited because of how slow light is. That's true. Right. Yeah. Like there's things that we can see, but they're 
150 million years old. And That's so a good point. <laughs> there's like there could be a lot happening right now. We or even billions of years old, like in between I guess when life on Earth Earth started what, six billion years ago started up? Somebody somebody invested in Earth six billion years ago. <laughs> someone, someone someone crowdfunded Earth and started it up. <laughs> Earth had its first GoFundMe six billion years ago. Yeah. And it was like four billion, but yeah. Whatever. That's it's, big. That's a big difference, Ethan. Well, okay. That's true. There's six billion. Okay, four billion. I've been years to the Natural ago. History Museum. Okay. I'm thinking of six thousand years ago that Earth started. That's what I was thinking of. That's the creationists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we can only see we can't see that far. And so I'm thinking that a whole civilization could live and then die before we even get to like see it, you know? Because we've only been around for a hundred thousand years, like as humans, you know? Yeah. And then as civilized humans that can record things, maybe 20,000 years. Hmm. That's a good point. And then humans that can actually do stuff, like 200 years. <laughs> <laughs> as humans who can actually do stuff, we haven't even reached that point yet. As in We're... make cool machines. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, The Industrial Revolution was a great thing. That's what I'm saying. Well, it really wasn't, but that's, I know. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um. I guess that's fair. Mm-hmm. So, like, then the question's kind of moot, isn't it? It really think, is. Like, because I guess it, you think, like, oh, we don't the, have the technology. so big. Like, there's got to be aliens somewhere. And it's like, even if there were, they wouldn't be close enough for it to make a difference. Unless we or somebody else figures out faster than light travel, we're kind of stuck. Yeah, and it's and really not worth talking thing. about. Which is fine. I don't even kind of want to think about sending someone out there. I don't even know how to talk to the drug dealer that lives across the street from me. <laughs> Let alone a dude from another planet. Well, we've got even talk about. We've got issues. In we've got we issues. In we have nothing. Hey, in common. is the air different here? No, pretty much the same elements that you guys have up there. Hey, what do you guys do here for fun? Netflix. We throw balls back and forth. Oh no, what you guys too? Yeah, no, you want to no throw way. a ball That's back crazy. and forth? That's crazy. This one you can't touch with your hands. This one you can't touch with your feet. Do you guys ever like kind of go behind someone and tap them on one shoulder and then go around the other shoulder? Oh yeah, we do that too. No way. No That's, way. That's crazy. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> Civilization does exist, motherfucker. Who would have thought? <laughs> hey, miss me high, hit me low. Turns out aliens know that one. Too. <laughs> <They're> just, <laughs> it's like <laughs> they also invented a Twitter, but it's like the bird with like. Everyone like, went to the same middle school. That's what we're, we've all discovered. <laughs> you guys get in trouble oh for gosh. making making rubber band hornets that we chucked. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. That's crazy. Oh yeah. Do you guys have that weird substitute who like always thought you were out to get her? Oh yeah, man. Oh, she was man. the worst. Um. I think uh, I think we got to move on, Pat, to our next new segment. I mean, segment. Oh, shoot, that we, what's our next segment? <laughs> uh, tweets that made me sad. Tweets that made me sad. Welcome to tweets that made me sad. Uh, this is a segment where you get to talk about tweets from this week that made me sad. Because uh, everybody talks about tweets they like. Yeah, and I want to talk about tweets about that made tweets. me sad. Yeah, there's too much positivity on the internet. All right, we need to get guys, rid of that. People keep telling much... me they keep saying, "Hey, social media can be a place of positivity," and I keep saying, "No, Shut it up. can't Stop be." Stop saying that. <laughs> Let's feed into the void, baby. All right, cool. So this one's from Johnny Sun, and I think a lot of people see Johnny Sun. He pops up on the sort of the funny tweets section often. A lot of people follow him. He says. No, no, I am not Ew. procrastinating. I am simply trying to work up the courage to work on this thing that I am terrified of screwing up because I hate myself. What don't you understand? 
Oh, that just made me real sad. That's yeah. This is what I'm talking about. Is I get the joke, which is I have I'm, I'm anxious, anxious about putting out content. But at the same time, like I don't know. I don't want to pretend to just overanalyze this guy. But he's very successful. He's got I mean almost six hundred thousand followers on Twitter. He writes for a very popular television show, BoJack Horseman. Um, people seem to really love his stuff, and yet he feels like he's he's always he's screwing up. And I just want to say, hey, man, you're doing a good job. You know, like I I think that social media lends itself to kind of that mindset all the time of I'm not good enough. I need to be better. I need to be better. Like yeah. nothing that I do is ever going to be good enough. And uh, it makes me sad. That does make me sad. That but you bring up a thing. Yeah. The fact that the fact that it makes you sad it motivates you, right? Your sadness makes you want makes you desire more things. So yeah. Your sadness, you say I'm doing the accent. I'm so You sorry. really oh, you've been doing it a lot and I it creeps in. It's insidious. It's, it's so it's so <laughs> insidious. I will talk like a normal person. Please. Now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is not an episode of Dexter's Laboratory. <laughs> My well, what does he say about Didi? My lethal sister. <laughs> Stupid sister. Stupid sister. <laughs> oh man. Um, no. So it's like yeah, yeah. That, that makes you make a good point. Is that mm-hmm. the social media tends to make us sad? <laughs> That's a good point. And now we're gonna move on because I made the point. Thank you. For you. <laughs> what tweet made you sad this week? Um, I would like, I thought about this right now because I want to talk about him. Sure. Do you know who Noah Centennial is? No. Did you ever see, um, Sierra Burgess is a loser? No. Or, um, To All the Boys I've Loved Before? No. Or Swiped? No. Okay, so he does Netflix movies. I've only seen one of those movies. Actually, no, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I've seen one of those movies. But he's been in five movies. And I watched a couple of videos about him recently. Mm-hmm. And so I pulled up his Twitter. He is, in 2019, the pinnacle of 2011 posting. Really? Oh, yeah. Are we going to oh, put yeah. this guy on blast just because he's in movies? He yeah. has 1.6 million followers. We'll be all right. Yeah, we're fine. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're fine. Um, August 1st, he tweeted, God blessed me and this world. The moment you took your first breaths. What? And then right after that, he tweeted, I'm not even religious. <laughs> and then right after that, he tweeted, emails and social media. I don't know why he tweeted all three of those things in one day. But then he also tweeted, Do you know how much energy it takes to be egotistical? I'm effing exhausted. And that tweet makes me happy. <laughs> His whole sort of profile is kind of making me sad. It does make me really sad. Because none of it makes sense. I was avoiding her gaze. It so looks like wouldn't. he's just casting spells, like a drunk wizard. Just, we don't want to be loved. We don't love the way we want to be loved. Today he just tweeted Emails and social media. Org. He just tweeted dot org. Yeah. I don't know who this guy um, is, but we need to... Prayers, prayers out for Noah. Here's my. This is why this makes me sad. I know you were talking about how like being obsessed with followers and stuff is like 
oh my gosh this is really funny i'll bring this up in a second but this boy tweeted dot org and got 8.3 thousand likes i tweeted mm-hmm. the official opinion uh, I've, I've tweeted some pretty funny things yeah in the past yeah okay i've tweeted some hilarious jokes i tweeted a meme of larry from silly songs with larry you're really holding on to that huh i am still mad about that i tweeted a hilarious meme where i took ariana grande's famous song (laughs) you're really gonna describe it in detail huh yes i put i posted i want i see it i like it i want it i got it and i put larry the cucumber (laughs) stealing a rubber ducky from junior asparagus and i thought it was very funny and i submitted it to meme review and I submitted it to another meme review, and I put it on Twitter, and it only got 100 likes on Twitter. Aw. And now I can't put it anywhere else anymore because the meme is over. That song isn't good anymore. So, anyway, Jim Carrey tweeted. <laughs> what are we just? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is irrelevant. Okay. Jim Carrey tweeted, it's obvious that in this vast universe, there are many forms of intelligent life. The question is. Does that include us? Oh, wow. And then it's a picture of a big alien with the globe as an earring, and he's smelling a rose. And then someone commented, we know the truth, Jim. And it uh, uh, beneath it, he posted a meme about how a famous person is definitely an alien. And this makes me very happy. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for sharing a tweet that made you happy in our very defined segment tweets that make me sad i i'm just a really happy person okay but you've missed the point of the segment but i don't want to be sad if we can't stick to brand consistency then why are we even here ethan are we gonna fight right now on the podcast ethan Ethan, everybody everybody stop listening everybody stop listening i need to talk to ethan ethan do we have to go see dr laura again dr laura said you have to listen to me she doesn't know what she's talking about okay no ethan ethan you need it's important for us to communicate. Stop. No. It's important for us to listen to each other, to say to say I feeling words. You always take you her ac- side though. Not you accusing words. You okay? always take her Stop side. Stop saying you. You keep saying you, and now you were making me me say it and I'm mad. I feel like you always take her side. <laughs> of course I take Dr. Laura's side. She is our our marriage and family therapist. Sorry, Tommy. I'm not paying for another visit. <laughs> My insurance covers both of us. My insurance covers podcast co-hosts. It's called a copay. Okay. And welcome to our final segment of today's show. No, we we have we have another segment. How far deep are we in this show? I, I have no idea. We've, we're good. We're we're, like we an, still have a lot of time. Do but we, we posted. I'm so tired. We posted. It's fine. We're almost done. But I I posted I posted on um our Patreon and on Twitter asking people for questions. Sure. Honestly. Do we want to introduce a segment before we This is monthly mailbag, right? Yeah. The mail never stops. Welcome to monthly mailbag. Welcome you got to do mailbag. a bumper for this one where it's like ding dong and then it's like hey, it's me, the mailman. Gosh, I'm going to do so much work. <laughs> it's going to be too bad. What did I? Uh, you might just have to put in like a filler bumper bef- until I can get all of them done. No, you're editing the whole thing. First question: How do you like your coffee? Black. 
Oh, so black. Why did you start drinking black coffee? I started drinking black coffee because that was the whole goal when I started drinking coffee. I only, really? yeah, I only drank sugar and cream with it because I wanted to wean myself off of the bitter or the, like the sweet flavor so I could get to the bitterness. That's so hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Like I started there because I couldn't drink it straight up and I was like, all right, I'll just work my way down. And so I started at the top when my coffee looked like milk and now I om- I exclusively drink it black. Like it's rare that I'll get anything other than, unless I, I'm feeling sort of flirty uh-huh. and I'm thinking, yeah. I'm like, Hey, maybe I'll get an iced mocha or something, but that's as far okay. as I'll go. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah. I started drinking, I started drinking black coffee because I was living in a dorm and I wanted coffee before I left, but I didn't want to go to the cafeteria. So I got a coffee maker, but I didn't want to keep milk in my dorm. So I just <laughs> went cold turkey to black coffee. Went cold coffee to black turkey. <laughs> so next question. Yeah. Hey, Pat, what is one book you think should be required reading for everyone? Who tweeted that? It or was a, it? Uh, Sarah Elizabeth from Patreon. Oh, it's her Patreon. Okay. Yeah. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for your question. Uh, one book I think should be required is the Bible. No, I'm just kidding. I was um, actually going to say the Bible unironically, but. that No, that's a good. That's a good. Uh, I don't think that counts because it's not like a book you should read all the It's way more through. of a library. I hate you said that um if i would say you have to read one book of the bible i would say if you already knew the gospel pretty well i'd say romans but if you don't know the gospel too well then i would say luke but that's neither here nor there I would i'm looking say, at my shelf right now i would no, say looking, mark no 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 mark uh, i like mark you, what i know it's, it's good it's not important what required reading for everyone um i'm not close to wild my at heart i'm just kidding <laughs> Uh, total money makeover um, okay now this is a personal attack i'd say <laughs> love and responsibility by carol Boitiwa. uh if you're if you're talking like just primarily spirituality mm-hmm. i wish that everyone could read that book like it's it it's really intimidating when you start reading it because he starts talking about philosophy and all that stuff but if you can get past that and just kind of get at the gist of what he's saying it's some really profound stuff and it, it's i would say it's required reading I wish it was required reading for like everybody in the sense that I wish that um, everybody understood what he was trying to say in that book because it's a really great critique of some common misconceptions of our time and the way that we view our bodies and like each other. Right. And it's just such, it's just such a good book for anyone who wants to be married or um, anything. They should read that book. What about you? I, I'm going back and forth. I, my first thought was fiction books. Like I wasn't thinking about yeah. nonfiction. I'll give a fiction book too if you want me to. Um, I'm, I'm in the middle of my second read through of Father Elijah in about four months. Um, Real good story. I, I love that book. Like I don't know how to express it. Like I think it is. Michael D. O'Brien is such a good writer. Yeah, he's really interesting. He, he's like he keeps you he keeps you he, interested. He keeps you interested, but you can also tell that he's not a uh, a slump when it comes to like his own spiritual life. Yeah, it's funny because I a lot of the a lot of the points I felt like he it was weird because I knew that it was a person writing, but I honestly felt like a person was genuinely talking yes. about their spiritual life. Yes, but he he gave he had he had like four or five different characters who were all masters of spirituality mm-hmm. and in different they were all ways talking about the, yeah and they were all talking about their own struggles and i was like man you really know yeah about the interior life that's mm-hmm. crazy 
Yeah, I think I think that would be a great book for when I say everyone, I just mean everyone to have a good understanding of just reality. Like I think that book always whenever when I've read it, it just grounds me in reality. Yeah, definitely. Which I, it's like, oh wow, mm-hmm. what I'm going through is not that bad, and I need to go to confession. Exactly. That's <laughs> um, for nonfiction, I don't know. Uh, I'd have to think. I couldn't. I couldn't come up with one off the top of my head. But that's for fiction. I'm going with Don Quixote. Really? Yeah, it's just so classic, man. I need to and read there's it. So many. I need to read it. There's so many like little tropes that weren't tropes when he wrote them. <laughs> So he made them. You know, he invented them. It's it's the it's the first it's the first book of Western literature. That's like that's what's it's claim to fame. That's why it's so popular. But it's funny now, in 2019, and it was uproariously funny back then, and it's still really funny now. It's just so it's just so good, and I wish, I wish that I got all of the jokes in it. But you know what? That's part of the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. It's a mystery. And you never know whether Don Quixote is crazy or if he's smarter than you. Well, In the sense that yeah. like you're, he's letting you think that he's crazy or he's letting everyone think that he's crazy so they can have fun because they're all bored. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's it's just at the end at the end you can't tell if it's like a comedy or a tragedy because mm. um, you're like oh he spoiler alert he dies oh, but like come on I mean it's his it's his whole life they don't they don't spoil it but um. It, the entirety of his life from the beginning of his his quest as a knight but at the end of his life you can't tell every a lot of people think that he wasted his life but then it's like a lot of them walk away and it's like well did did they lose something and now they have less to live for because they've been chasing him around spain all this time and now they're like man something something is missing from our lives it's really good it's such a good book and it's so fun along the way sancho is shows incredible character development so does don quixote it's not one of those stories that's just supposed to make you laugh. So good. Okay. I'm done. Okay. That rant. Thank you. Um, uh, Chick-fil-A or Popeye's? Chick-fil-A. Easy. Even though Popeye's is Pope, yes. Chick-fil-A. Hands Chick-fil-A down. is better. Is Kansas real? Absolutely. Are these from Twitter? Know. I've never seen it. Yeah, these are all from Twitter. Yes, Kansas is real. Come visit. Um, They don't call it a flyover state for nothing. Hey. There's people because you gotta fly on over. That's why. No respect. <laughs> no respect for the greatest state in the union. <laughs> no respect for the bread basket of America. Mm, love to hear that. Oh my gosh. What? Uh, what do you say? What do you say we hop on over to our next segment? Okay. So as a little introduction, guys, enough is enough. Okay. It's Ethan over. And I, We're tired of it. Ethan and I are tired. The old world has ruled for too long. Under the old regime, Mm. Ethan and I, our Twitter profiles were missing a certain blueness to them. We've suffered. A certain checky boy. We've toiled. They don't have. And Ethan and I have been on the Twitters for um, about. How long have we been on Twitter? Six years. Years. Centuries in Twitter time. We, we have been pillars of the community for years. And you know what? You know what? We have not been verified. We haven't been and I verified. know that Twitter is on a verifying hiatus right now. They said they're not accepting applications, even though I submitted one a year and a half ago. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not bitter. Jack will get to it eventually. 
even though they're on a Twitter hiatus, we, the Crunch, and you, our listeners, are now we're not on a, a Twitter part hiatus. of this merry band. Oh yeah, we are now campaigning. Yes, with the with the advent of the the 2020 presidential race, we thought we would throw our hats in the ring, and we're gonna do it. We're gonna campaign and for Twitter verification 2020. That's what we're here for. You know how serious I am about this. You know how incredibly serious I am about this. I am starting a change.org petition right now. Absolutely. To verify Patrick and, and Ethan. And while Patrick does this, I have a I have a, an announcement to make. What's that? Concerning concerning this campaign. So we didn't just sort of start this willy-nilly, right? We reached out to a number of people influencers politicians comedians um nascar drivers anyone that we could really think of uh to to assist us in our goal to assist us in our mission and we have we we i just got an email today pat did you you were cc'd on it right i did not you oh oh well then this is news for you oh okay we have received our first committed uh supporter to the cause Oh, okay. And so on this podcast, I would like to personally thank and welcome Hillary Duff for coming to the campaign for verification 2020. Um, oh, Hillary, this means so Hillary much. Duff, Hannah Montana herself. Hillary, wow, yes, Hannah, Hillary, Hannah, aka Hannah. If you're listening, I know that you are. Thank you for your thank support. You. We really without you. It. I loved you. I loved you in um, Camp Rock. I loved you in Camp Rock. I loved you in That's So Raven. I loved you in. <laughs> I loved you in Wizards. Wizards of uh, Waverly Place. You did. Yes. You did everything for us as children, right? You really, you brought it home when you were when, in the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. When you were playing that girl at the candy desk, that that changed my life. Honestly, mine too. And there's nothing more that I can do than just to say thank you. And when I get Twitter verified, I will shout you out and sort of boost those numbers because I know things have been a little bit tough lately, but we'll, we'll get you yeah, back we'll on get track. You, we'll get you back on the Disney We'll get you back. You yeah, no worries. Um, Nick will be happy to have you. Um, just, yeah, so if you if you know, um, honestly, if you know anybody else who might be uh, interested in this campaign, uh, can give us a couple connections. We've sent a lot of DMs in the past couple of days, have not received a lot of responses. Uh, we're really going to make this a movement. We're going to make this something that everyone can get behind um, there's a petition you can sign. The link is in the description. Um, it absolutely will be, yeah. More celebrities, not a joke. more celebrities, more politicians, is. more comedians, more NASCAR drivers. Everyone, everyone, and anyone that you could think of, they're in on it. Okay. Yeah, and if you if you think if you have if you think of someone that like should be involved in this petition, and you're like, oh my gosh, I hope they're involved in getting Patrick Ethan verified on Twitter. Give them a DM, at them as much as possible, and they will be happy. I've personally spoken to every celebrity, and they would be happy. <laughs> We had, to let you know that they support meeting. this cause. Be like, hey, why is Ethan and Patrick not verified on Twitter? They should respond, OMG, I know, right? And then you know they're a part. They're one of us. So that is our that is our first foray into the political world. Uh, I think it's I think we got a really good shot this time around. I give us a thirty two point three three repeating, of course, percentage of success. Um, we can only aim to increase that as the days go on. The pollsters, they're working hard. And they they tell us that we're headed for success. So, sign the petition, join the movement, verification twenty twenty, you're in. Hashtag verification twenty twenty. Tweet it right now. And uh, if you want to be a part of our monthly mailbag segment, which everybody loves and happens every month, you can either email us at uh, info at thecrunchcast.com, Patrick at thecrunchcast.com, Ethan at thecrunchcast.com, or 
you can tweet us at the Crunchcast. Uh, tweet with the hashtag the Crunch, hashtag the monthly mailbag, hashtag verify2020, all those hashtags so we know you're a true fan. You can also uh, join our sports team on patreon.com slash the Crunch. Uh, yes, can... and when we hit 75 patrons, we will start doing a monthly live stream Good Lord. every month. <sighs> I'm having a conniption. Seventy-five patrons, this, baby. We're my skin right now. is peeling off of my head from stress. Hey, hey, everybody! You should make Ethan so stressed out by giving us money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And remember, three dollars or more. Three dollars. Three dollars or more, you get access for those things. Thing. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for for joining us on this episode of the Crunch. This first episode of the Crunch. It feels like. Oh my gosh! It does. <laughs> I feel like a new man. I do. I feel I feel segments. bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, heading straight into the future. Because the future is, a lot of people have been saying lately, the future is uh, is this, that, or the other thing. Futures for the boys. Futures for the boys. Hashtag the boys. No, wait, don't hashtag the boys. That's an Amazon TV show. Hashtag the Crunch Boys. Hashtag the Crunch Boys. Patrick. Yes. Do you have anything else for the people? When you're all alone. And when you're scared at night because you think there's a monster in your closet or because you think the nukes are actually finally going to go. Remember, cuddle up in your blanket real close. Look at your look at your wall of photos that remind you of me and Ethan that you've printed out over the years because you care so much about this podcast and whisper silently to yourself until you drift off into dreamland. Verify. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you all next week. I think that went great.